0: Welcome in everybody it is that time every Friday we get in the cage here on 710 ESPN Seattle and it is my pleasure to bring back to the program a man who on short notice biggest underdog on the card a couple of weeks ago pulled off a massive upset and man a lot of people in the state of Washington and in particular Yakima very very excited about this win I'm talking about the one the only Juicy J Julian Arosa how are you man?
1: Oh man, I'm doing fantastic! Uh, thanks for having me on the show again, brother.
0: It's it's good to talk to you. And I got to tell you, I was I was surprised to see your name on the card. I'm i you know because I was anticipating this card, and then out of nowhere, here's Julian Rosa stepping in on what was it three or four days notice? How how much notice did you have before this last fight with Sean uh, Woods?
1: I knew on Tuesday. I knew uh, officially. Uh, I knew it was I knew on Tuesday before the fight. So I would say it all Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I would say about four days before the fight.
0: Man so you you get how does how does this work for people you know for the casual fans that don't know is is your manager somebody that says listen you've got to be ready at all times like you're always training or does he just give you a call and say hey guess what i got a call from the ufc and they'd like you to fight how how does that go down
1: exactly you know uh i'm lucky enough to have one of those managers that really puts the work in for me and uh uh so i'm managed by jason house by uh radium sports agency and um Jason's the type of manager that um works just as hard outside the outside of the gym as I work inside the gym. So, uh so for him he's uh, just always working around the clock, always trying to fill spots up um and basically what happened was uh obviously with the whole uh, coronavirus thing going on um and the UFC moving all the fights to the Apex center before the Abu Dhabi and the Yaz Island uh we had I think there was five cards in a row here and um uh, Jason was like, "Hey man, uh, you know, just stay ready. You know, there's going to be a lot of opportunities because, you know, within a handful of fights, you know, there's people fighting two times in a month, and so uh, I could we. I mean, you could just kind of tell that they were already running out of guys like within the third or fourth fight card, and so uh, and they were just you know kind of stacking these cards back to back, and um, the the two previous weeks before that on the UFC cards, there were some short notice fights at 155." or 145 pounds, and uh, and uh, I was possibly going to be on those as well. I was, you know, a, a top you know, three of five guys on the list that uh, they were looking at to fill some of those cards. So uh, my manager was just on, you know, kept in, in contact with me and just told me, hey, you know, just stay ready, do your part, and, uh, you know, if one of these fall out, uh, you're going to be there. You're, you're already on the top of the list of uh, guys to fill in. And I think obviously having the management is what helped me, but um, just being in Vegas, being a local guy, having my medicals done and being in shape and being able to make the weight, all those things had to align for that. And, uh, you know, on Tuesday when I heard about it, I already had an idea about it. And I'd already been putting in a lot of work. I was just as uh, just in good shape, just as in good shape as I would have been for a fight, uh, for uh, a fight that I had scheduled. about so, um even though i got a short notice you know i'm always putting the work in and uh, my weight was good and uh medicals were done and so i was able to just slide right into that slot and uh you know obviously it turned out really good for me on that point
0: yeah and you know sean woodson is the guy that came in with all the hype as i said i think you were the biggest underdog on the card he had all the hype he was undefeated how much did you know about him had you seen him fight how how much did you know about his style or what you'd be facing
1: uh, yeah, you know, I um, I had seen uh, Sean Woodson fight on the Contender Series. Um, uh, it, he was 5-0, and he took a short notice fight against Terrence McKinney, who's a, uh, a local Washington boy as well. And uh, one of my uh, good friends and training uh, partners, George Alcala, fought Terrence McKinney as an amateur. So I had a little bit of background on that. And uh, Terrence McKinney's a, 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 pretty, uh, a pretty decent fighter in his own right, and um, I think he was a little a little small for the weight class. I think Terrence is for featherweight. And, uh, obviously Sean Woodson's a big dude for featherweight. And, um, uh, you know, I saw, I knew him a little bit from that, from the, uh, that contender's fight. I didn't watch his fight with Bokniak in the UFC. He had won the prior UFC fight before me. But, uh, honestly, I was looking kind of at his statistics and I knew he was a boxer and I could tell by his, you know, he's got almost an 80 inch reach and he's six, three for 145 pounds, which is absolutely enormous. And, um, you know, I just knew he was gonna be good with his boxing and I just uh I knew I, I knew I couldn't win the fight if I just tried to box him. So I knew I had to, you know, make it a gritty a gritty fight stay in his face and uh make it an MMA fight. I you know, we're not doing boxing so uh, you know, even though he was long and lanky and and, and rangy and that's and that in that right, I just figured if I made it a little bit more gritty, I'd be able to kinda uh, you know, you know, just start chopping that tree down and um eventually in the third round I was able to kinda break him down and end up getting the submission and so uh you know, obviously it worked out for me, but I really didn't know much about him. You know, I obviously the you know the last you know couple of days before the fight, I looked a few things up, but you know, I think uh, I think sometimes it's better not to really you know not to feed too much into what they do good because you kind of get in your own head about it. Um, you know, the day I mean we were gonna fight regardless, so just kind of understanding his size and just kind of uh, you know implementing some of the the a uh, couple of tactics that I had in my head uh, and keeping it simple is what kind of uh, worked out good for me.
0: Well, and before I ask you about the, the fight itself, just and you just touched on what I wanted to hit with you, and that's the mentality going into this. You don't really have a lot of time to, you know, obsess over the guy you watch tape over and over and over and, you know, really dissect a guy. I, I, it sounds like that was maybe beneficial to you, but also I'm wondering what was your mindset because you'd had two different stints in the UFC that didn't go your way and you, you weren't in the UFC, so did you – was there pressure on this fight where you felt like, man, I've got to come away with a win? If I want to compete at the highest level, I've got to win this fight? Or was it, hey, I'm taking this thing on three days' notice, and they know that, and there is no pressure, there are no big expectations, I'm the biggest underdog on the card? What was your mentality going into the fight? You know, those
1: things always cross my mind, um, but really, the only pressure I really put on myself is is to go out there and perform like I do in the gym every day. So it's like, you know, it's, it's such a weird thing because every day I'm in the gym, I do that. Exactly what everybody's seen on Saturday night against Sean Woodson. It's something I do in the gym every single day against some of the top dudes in the world. So, you know, uh, it's it's such a weird thing to think of that you can do that every single day in a gym and then go out in the octagon and not have it work out the same way. And that's the only thing, I, the only expectation I had for myself was just to do that. All I wanted to do was show everybody what i do every single day and so uh and obviously a couple of the, you know the previous fights in the ufc didn't go out my way but you know if if people have followed me through you know the emerald queen i'm able to do that i was able to show a lot of my uh my skill sets in you know on some of the regional shows and and showcase what i'm able to do in the gym every day and it just hadn't trans- translated to the ufc for whatever reason and that's kind of the biggest pressure i put on myself is just just to perform like i do in the gym and uh uh you know i obviously i was for me it was like you know it was was, i just had nothing to lose too you know in my head i was thinking you know i got this short notice you know if i lose this fight i'm I'm sure the ufc is probably gonna cut me and you know i've been here before done that before so it's nothing new to me i just told myself i had you know nothing to lose and i'm not gonna let this kid get out of that cage uh, without knowing that he was at least in a you know a hard-fought fight and so um you know win lose or draw i was gonna make sure his legs were hurting i was gonna make sure his head was hurting i was gonna make sure he had to fight out of some (laughs) you know some uh some situations and some predicaments and so uh you know throughout the fight i thought it was one on one but i guess the scorecard the judge one judge had him two rounds up which is weird to me i pressured him the whole second second round but besides all that i uh you know i i uh i just i just figured if i you know just keep the pressure on him uh and just uh, and make that my expectation. Just to you know, do what I do in the gym. That you know, things will unfold and and uh, you know, and, and kind of go my way.
0: You you talked about his size. I mean, he he looks like he uh, he was six eight. I mean, he is so lanky and tall, and his reach was ridiculous. And it, it seemed like it was problematic for you in the beginning that he was landing shots, but you didn't seem hurt and. You know, I, I'm watching the fight, and I'm like, come on, Julie, move your head. Get out of the way of that. I know they're not hurting, but, you know, you're a guy that's – I think I've talked to you about this before. You're almost too tough for your own good. At that, that some point, you're, you're too willing to take shots, even if maybe they're not hurting you. Uh, were any of those shots having any impact? Because he, he did land. You didn't seem affected, but he, he was landing his punches. Is that something you gauge early in the fight? You, you sort of gauge their power and like, okay, I can deal with this? Or how are, how are you approaching his his stand-up game?
1: Well, you know, luckily for me, I have, uh, you know, I got all sorts of different types of uh, training partners that are built, all you know, all different sizes. And so um, even though he's a little unusual for the featherweight class, you know, I've trained with some, you know, 55ers that are, you know, sizable to him and and, and bigger guys that have this kind of range. Obviously, they're bigger and stronger, but, um, you know, just dealing with that range is a little difficult. But I told myself, you know, he's going to be a long, rangy, lanky guy. He's going to be a good boxer. But I don't think he's gonna have that knockout power. So, uh, and you know, he didn't necessarily have that knockout power. But something you gotta watch with those guys is it's not the first and second punch, but it's a it's that third, fourth, and fifth punch. uh, Because once they start adding up and they start hitting you with a couple punches you're not seeing, those are the punches that'll knock you out. And so, um, I knew that going into this fight that uh, there's gonna be some times where you know, I was obviously going to be worried about his jab. I was going to try to you know, navigate through his jab and try to get underneath it, get to, you know, you know, flip outside of it and try to work my way in. But I knew that there was going to be some times where he's just going to be quick on the jab and that, uh, there's going to be, you know, spots where, you know, I'm just going to see a white light for a second and my head's going to pop back. And I just got to understand that I just got jab and I got to keep moving forward and, you know, move my head left and right. And, uh, because and, and, we got a lot long lanky guys like that there's those times where you just you think you're you're like ready for it but then you know they're just a little quick on the draw and then and uh and uh you kind of you know you're, you're trying to um you're trying to uh, almost predict when it's gonna come but it comes quick and too quick for you and and it kind of hits you out of nowhere and so I just kind of was telling myself before I went out there that there's going to be those times he's going to pop my head back, and I just got to understand that. I just got to jab and just keep moving my head. Don't just, you know, freeze up just because you get jabbed. So, uh, you know, that was obviously one of the uh, the main focuses leading up into that fight, uh, just to try to navigate myself outside of his jab. And and, uh, and then after, obviously, the first round, he had caught me with, you know, a, a, a decent amount of punches. Um, I could tell he really didn't have that type of knockout power, but I knew he had a, a – a lot of uh, activity and that he was going to be able to kind of keep that activity through the fight. And that I was just going to have to, um, you know, keep that pressure on him and just really try to navigate around some of his, his rangy punches.
0: What was there how, how'd the gas tank feel? Yeah. I mean, you talked about being ready and you're training all the time, but you know, that that's different than that adrenaline you get when you're in the, in the cage, you're on national television, everybody's watching. I think you guys actually fought at a catch weight if I'm not mistaken for this fight, but how'd, how'd you feel going into that final round just in terms of your endurance and that gas tank?
1: Yeah. From, from Monday morning or even like Sunday, Sunday morning I was 173 pounds and, we did catch weight at 150, So I ended up losing about 23 pounds from Sunday morning till uh Friday morning. So it was a little bit of a wake up, but you know, I've been, I've been really ready. And, uh, my, I have been preparing my body for, uh, you know, cutting weight, like pretty drastic amounts of uh, weight, you know, the weeks leading up to it. So the weight cut wasn't bad. I actually got, you know, a pound and a half underneath, uh, 150 pounds. And so I was able to sip on something before Wayne's, which was nice. But, um, uh, you know, the, the weight cut didn't bother me. Um, but like I said, I always just want to be able to showcase what I do in the gym every day. And one of the, one of my strengths, you know, I've never been, you know, uh, the best in the gym at boxing at, you know, kicking at wrestling at jujitsu. You know, I'm, you know, one of the top dudes in, you know, kind of all those, uh, uh, categories. But one of the things that I feel like I'm one of the best in the gym at all times is my cardio and my conditioning. And so, um, it's something I take a lot of pride in and, uh, you know, obviously taking this, this fight on four days notice, some people think my cardio wasn't going to be there, but um that's one thing I really take pride in is, is any given day. If you, if you want to go, you know, in between fights, let's say I have, you know, a few months before my fight, you know, if you wanted to go, you know, have a running contest, I'm still going to do really good. And, or if you want to have a, uh, you know, go, go grapple for three hours, I can still hang with all the best, just because I enjoy doing this. And I really just, you know, I really take pride in my in my cardio and my conditioning on any given day, whether I have a fight, don't have a fight. Um, if I'm overweight or if I'm underweight, or you know, if I've been drinking or I haven't been drinking, any of the above, <laughs> I always just want to stay in deep performance. You know, because for me, it's like uh, if I'm staying in good shape like that, if I'm getting my runs in, if I'm riding my bike and and doing that kind of stuff, um, then I can cheat a little bit with my with my food in between fights. You know, if I, uh, and that's one thing I love the most is uh is obviously being a fighter uh, a lot of fighters probably contested this is that uh you know when you're between fights it's just really nice to be able to let go a little bit and and really indulge in in some of the things during fight camp you can't do that and so for me if I you know one of the trade-offs for me is if I uh if I want to eat like that and and really get to enjoy that kind of stuff I gotta stay training hard and uh and for me I get bored if I don't you know uh we usually do two a days in, in training camps every day you know you're you're training in the morning you're training in the afternoon and uh you know uh right now i'm only training once a day but i got a cut on my eye, so i can't do some of the uh contact stuff but um even between if i didn't have this cut on my eye i'd be you better believe i'd be training just like i would be in a fight camp so uh just because i enjoy doing it if i'm not doing that then i'm just sitting at home bored and uh and so for me like i said before you know just uh one of the things i take the most pride in is my uh, conditioning and cardio and i think that that was one of the things that really shined through and i feel like when you have good conditioning you can take more shots um and i took probably too many shots i should have but uh, uh I, i'm just really glad i was able to showcase the you know my heart and determination and the, and the willpower that i had and the conditioning that kind of you know pushed forward all the way through the, uh, that third round and was able to get that submission
0: speaking with julian arosa here on 710 ESPN seattle for just a couple of more moments so what, how does it work now? You, they bring you in short notice. You pull off a massive upset. Everybody's talking about it. So are you? Are you on a new deal with the UFC? Is it? Is it one fight at a time? Is it a three fight deal? How, do, how does that work for you moving forward?
1: Um, you know, uh, through the management I've been in, um, it's, it seems pretty standard. Uh, I don't know if it, if it works with different uh, management or uh, different deals or negotiations or whatever. But um, anytime I've done a short yet like short notice fights or got re signed to the UFC, it's always been a four fight contract. And so um uh so obviously with the UFC it's like it kind of sucks because the UFC the contract is optional on their end always and not optional on my end. So I could <laughs> if I would have fought they signed me to a four fight contract for this fight, if I would have lost they could have cut me, you know, and, and, and mm. it's no problem there and so for uh for me I'm I'm signed with a four fight contract and uh obviously I have three laps on top of it. But uh you know, having an, uh, a performance like I did, um, you know, pretty much guarantees me at least another fight. So uh, I'm hoping, possibly, you know, September I can get another fight. And uh, you know, obviously, if I would have gone in there and, uh, and lost this fight, like I said before, you know, I I figured they're probably gonna cut me. You know, I was one and four before this fight. I'm two and four. So if I would have lost, I've been one and five in the UFC. And uh, you know, I won't I wouldn't blamed them for uh, for cutting me again. But obviously, having such a performance like I did and just kind of showing the durability and just not only that just having entertained and entertaining fight, you know, um, I feel like a lot of fans and the, you know, Sean Shelby even, uh, told me he really enjoyed my fight. And, uh, I think minus the Daniel uh, or the, uh, the Daniel, the Dan Hooker fight and the Poirier fight at the end, uh, I might've had the fight of the night on top of the uh, performance bonus as well. But, uh, obviously those guys are freaking warriors and beat the crap at each other too. But, uh, me and, uh, you know, having that performance is, you know, kind of solidified, you know, at least another shot or another fight in the UFC and, and maybe even solidified a couple fights. So uh, I'm just hoping that I'm able to, you know, finally, uh, you know, really play out a whole entire UFC contract because all the times I've ever had a UFC contract, it's always been cut short. So uh, my goal this time is to, you know, take it a little slower and just really kind of, uh, you know, navigate through some good opponents and, and, and set up a couple of good fights for myself, uh, where I can make them entertaining again, but also get a win and kind of keep moving forward to the UFC.
0: Well, la- last one before I let you go. I think you turned 31 at the end of this month, if I'm correct. So have you have you established a, a, a an age, a date where you said, I- I'm done, I don't want to fight past 35, I don't want to fight past 34, 38, whatever. Is, do you have a, a plan in mind, or are you just kind of taking it as it comes?
1: Yeah, you know it's it's just such a difficult thing, you know, especially going in and out of the UFC and being so up and down in a career and uh, and just kind of dealing with the, you know, obviously being a fighter is one of the hardest ways to make a living. So it always has to start off as a hobby. But you know, there's uh, being cut from the UFC so many times, I've already, you know, I'd already kind of, you know, envisioned like if I want to start a family, do I want to, you know, still continue chasing this dream and you know, you know, be worried about finances and stuff like that. So I you know, I didn't think I was gonna be back in the UFC and luckily with this coronavirus you know, it happened for me. But um you know before that, before that short notice fight, I was thinking, you know, I still wanna, you know, fight, but I might have to figure out other, you know, routes of, you know, careers and you know, I've always kinda wanted to be a teacher and so I was thinking about going back to school for teaching. But, you know, obviously with the with the way this last fight worked out, you know, it kinda really turned my life around and uh, you know, I don't necessarily have an age you know, you got to kind of take it day by day. And obviously, if I went in, you know, and started getting, you know, hit in the gym and, I, you know, my chin started falling apart, I think I've gotten knocked down in fights because of, uh, you know, a little bit of carelessness and, and, and being too lax in fights. Because, um, you know, even Sean Woodson caught me with some good shots, but I was able to take him for, you know... Because uh, I was, you know, I was more prepared for him. You know, there's been other fights where I went in there a little too relaxed and got caught. And uh, I should, uh, you know, there's a, a couple of adjustments I should do, but I don't think I'm losing a chin because I'm getting older. I just thought, you know, I, I just, you know, up in competition and getting caught. But um, I would say, you know, mid 30s, mid to late 30s is probably, you know, a good time to retire. But man, I keep seeing some of these guys that are fighting at 45 and 55 that are, you know, still fighting when they're, you know, getting close to 40. So, uh, I mean, if you can keep up with some of the youngsters in the gym, I mean, you can keep up in the UFC. So uh, I think it's 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 a fight by fight thing, and no matter how old you are, you can kind of keep it going as long as you can, uh, uh, you know, maintain your skill sets. And uh, obviously, you have to, uh, you know, some things start to lower, so you got to hire some of the other things. You know, like uh, your quickness is going to slow down, uh, but your strength, your strength might go up, or you know, you might have to be a little smarter how you fight. and and uh, maybe your durability goes down a little bit more, and so you know there's there's different uh, approaches to fights that you might have to do later on. But as of right now, I think 31 uh, is I'm going to be in my prime for the next you know two to three years. I, I would I would assume, and uh, you know and then go from there. You know if I uh, if I feel like fighting's kind of you know taking a toll on me. I've been lucky. I've I've never torn anything, never broken anything. Uh, had a couple of cuts and stuff, but uh, besides that, it's all superficial. Uh, I've been pretty good physically, so. Um you know, we'll see what uh, what kind of brings, you know, what comes in the future in the next couple of years. But if I can stay healthy, I'm willing to fight almost every weekend. I mean, every week is a fight <laughs> in the gym. So um, you have some of these kids that are gunning for you in the gym, which is good because, you know, especially if you have, a, you know, if you're a UFC fighter with a little bit of a name, you got some of these kids on these regional shows that are training with you that, you know, want to prove something a little bit. But, uh, you know, as long as you can, you know, kind of keep your head of, about it and, and uh, just keep up with some of these young kids, I think you can fight as long as you want.
0: Julian Arosa has been our guest here on 710 ESPN Seattle Yakima's own by the way so I know a lot of people out here Julian were really excited and and just fired up I'm sure you got eight million texts I sent you a text every I'm sure your phone blew up after that fight it was awesome to see you land that dars choke and and come out with a a huge upset and as you said maybe a life-changing event so uh always appreciate you cutting out time for me my friend thanks so much for that i wish you nothing but the best happy early birthday coming up at the end of the month and and once your next fight gets announced i hope we get a chance to talk again
1: of course bob i always appreciate you reaching out to me and uh and let me be on the show and kind of push my story for me as well so uh yeah once I find out my next uh my next opponent and uh, my next fight I would love to be on the show again and kind of talk about that as well
0: Your door is always open for you my friend Thank you